Hello, welcome to another episode of Prehealth Particulars. I'm Mindy Calvillo, the General Advisor in the Prehealth Office here at Baylor. And I'm Coco DeMauro, Prehealth Academic Advisor in the Honors Program. If you're a pre-health student, freshman, sophomore, any designation, this episode is for you. We'll be covering a little bit of everything for you today. Our whole purpose is to help guide your way to the health profession of your choosing. In each episode of this podcast, we will break down an element of being a pre-health student to help you be successful and make the right decisions for you. Let's dive in. Today, we are going to define what classes should I take as a pre-health student, how to decide what to take outside of Baylor, the truth about online classes, and some general advice on classes and scheduling. What classes should I take as a pre-health student? I think I get asked this question on a daily basis. We've taken the guesswork out of some of this with our pre-health planners. These are available on our website, baylor.edu slash prehealth, under the Programs tab. Each pre-health area has their own planner with a semester-by-semester breakdown of our recommendations of what classes you should take. For non-pre-med and non-pre-dent students, in addition to the planners, which are based on the Texas professional school requirements, you should be checking the websites of the schools you'd like to attend just to make sure you're following their requirements specifically. There are some schools that have minimal requirements, and there are some schools that want the kitchen sink. We go with the kitchen sink method of making the planners, so you may find that you took more classes than you needed depending on what school you want to go to. So make sure to do a little bit of homework to make sure you're in line with the schools you're planning to attend. If you don't yet know what schools you want to apply to, the planners are a safe bet for what courses you'll need. Just make sure to read the fine print. Another question that gets asked a lot about classes is which biology courses a pre-med student should take. The simple answer is, what biology class do you want to take? There are only three courses that are required or recommended by medical schools, Bio 1305, Bio 1306, and Genetics. These are also large parts of the MCAT, so it makes sense to take them. Your upper-level biology courses can be any 3,000 or 4,000-level biology courses. Years ago, a rumor was started that anatomy and physiology are on the MCAT, and students have to take those. But that is not true. Will it help you on the MCAT? Maybe, but again, not required or necessary. We typically recommend pre-med students take anatomy in their senior year, usually after they've taken the MCAT due to it being such a large part of the first semester of medical school. If there is a professor that you really like or a research lab you want to get into that is run by a specific professor, it may be beneficial to take a class that they teach in order for them to get to know you. That is a perfectly good reason to take a course. Being interested in a biology topic that is not a traditional pre-med course is totally fine and encouraged. Grow your biology knowledge and passion any way you can. How to decide what to take outside of Baylor. As a transfer student myself, my usual answer to this is nothing. It probably isn't worth it. But I know that's not a lot of students' realities. Always, 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 and I'll throw in another always, check with your academic or major advisor before taking anything outside of Baylor. From a pre-health standpoint, we never recommend a student take any science courses. That's biology, chemistry, and physics. 
outside of Baylor. Our reasoning for this is that you need to get to know your science professors. If you want to do scientific research, this is the best way to get your foot in the door. For pre-med and pre-dental students, you'll need a letter of recommendation from your science professors. So keep that in mind and be sure to utilize office hours and get to know those professors well. For all other courses, unless they are in your major, as long as your academic advisor agrees, you can take them outside of Baylor. I'll have a little caveat here. Always double check the schools that you're wanting to go to. There are some schools that won't accept community college credits or junior college credits. Medical schools will also not accept credits from outside of the United States or Canada. So always double check your schools and their requirements before trying to take a course. I'll repeat it again. No two-year community colleges, junior colleges for those sciences. The truth about online classes. Much like Mindy was saying, science classes are very special and have some different rules. Do not take your science classes online, and that goes for all designations. We don't actually recommend any of our pre-health students take any courses online that are prerequisite for their professional school of choice. Most professional schools made an exception during the 2020-2021 pandemic shutdowns. However, they know that it is now business as usual with in-person classes being available, and they expect in-person coursework. Much like with double-checking which courses to take, always check with your schools of choice before going against this recommendation. There are schools out there that accept online and in-person classes. However, most of them are not in the South, and I can tell you right now, if Baylor College of Medicine is on your dream list, just go ahead and take the in-person courses. General advice on classes and scheduling. Balance is key when registering. Make sure you're not taking more than two science classes at a time. Have I had students that have done this successfully? Yes. However, they were juniors and seniors with a 4.0 that had shown in previous semesters that they could handle 17 to 18 hours and maintain a 4.0 for multiple semesters. In short, they were unicorns. This is not the expectation. This is very rare. We recommend students take 14 to 16 hours on average each semester. There may be times you take one or two more or a smaller semester, especially around MCAT. But on average, you should be taking somewhere in this range. Adding a million minors to look impressive just adds more classes and hours that don't really add any value to your application. You're just adding more stress and unnecessary courses to your timeline and costs. Challenging yourself in the amount of courses that you take is a great idea. Professional school is rigorous. Knowing that you can handle more is important. However, take it slow, being strategic in how you do this. Don't take 18 hours your first semester. Slowly learn your limits and what you are able to prioritize. Are you a person that needs your 10 hours of sleep at night or you can't function? You will need to schedule your day very carefully to make sure you get everything done during your waking hours. Multitasking is also something you may want to consider. If you want to work out and you'll be on a stationary piece of equipment, take your textbook with you and study or read for your class. Remember this phrase that you may hear in different episodes of this show, quality over quantity. If you need to take less hours a semester but do very well, 
that is a much better situation than struggling through as many classes as possible. When I was in college, I had a semester where I knew I had the dream schedule. I had courses on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that was it. I was going to get four-day weekends. It was going to be amazing. It was one of the worst semesters of my college career. I was in class for eight to ten hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I had to spend all day on Wednesdays trying to get all my reading and assignments done for my classes by Thursday. I was so tired on Friday that the day was just a waste and I spent most of it sleeping. I got to utilize those quote-unquote days off maybe three times the whole semester. It was not worth it. I was always stressed and always tired. If I had just balanced my schedule across the five-day week, it would have been a much better experience. In addition to Mindy's advice, I'd like to encourage you to block off times in your calendar for other things. If you have a paper agenda, a digital calendar, your phone, try using this method. In addition to blocking off time for your classes and study time, put in your calendar intentional time to exercise, hang out with friends, or whatever other activities you have going on. And also important, block off time for sleep. If there is one thing I wish I would have done differently when I was in college, it would have been to stay on a consistent sleep schedule. I know I might sound like an old lady trying to give you advice, but I am so passionate about this because the consequences of my lack of disciplined sleep led to my nearly failing a class, resulting in having to change my major, uh, but that's a story for another time. So, I think it's important to intentionally schedule things on your calendar aside from classes to help you have a realistic balance. It may seem very noble to say, I'm going to go to class from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then study from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. But is that actually realistic for you? Is that healthy? Sustainable? It's okay to give yourself permission to have time to relax and socialize as long as you do it in a balanced way. I want to thank you for joining us and listening to all our information. I know it may seem a bit overwhelming, but please remember to take a breath. You don't have to have it all figured out on day one. This is why we're here to help you. There are so many resources for you on campus in addition to our offices. Please know you are not alone and stay tuned for more episodes. In the meantime, feel free to go to baylor.edu slash prehealth for more information. We look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.